Hello and welcome fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we'll update you on the latest steps toward radical accountability and then dive in just a little to navigating change when you're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, soul. <laughs> <laughs> navigating a change like what we're going through is a big undertaking. And it we know that it has taken a lot of steps to get us to the point we're at. And there are more steps to come to really make a change ingrained in our team. And anytime you're talking about change management, you're trying to change the culture. It is a massive undertaking. So inevitably, you are going to try something and have the results leave you feeling less than awesome. And I reached that point recently which maybe you already knew and maybe you learned when you read these notes today <laughs> that that's how I was feeling. Um, so we were working to guide the team through setting shared expectation, shared work expectations for the team. And in honor of being fully transparent, I did not feel awesome about the way that any of that exercise went. And I thought it would be worth talking about here. So uh, the brief overview of that was we asked everyone to come up with three to five, which is the number. I, that is the universal number of how many <laughs> things I ask for to give it time. Right. Three to five uh, things that could be job expectations of anyone on the team. And where things, where I realized afterwards things started to go off the rails is I was fully focused on this one day and created a note for everyone to share and had a good place that we could collaborate. And then everything else in the world happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did not come back to look at what, uh, what the task was. Didn't even really did not think too much about it mm -hmm. as everyone was doing their thing to the point where I forgot I created that note. Yeah. We had the time scheduled and I uh, think I was so, I was feeling so overwhelmed. I mean, the day was overwhelming. We had three other things happening that day, uh, all within, I'm making lots of excuses. New person oh. on the team. New person on the team. Yeah. Uh, it was, and it, Oh, God, was it his first day? No, it was his second day. Yeah, second day, I think. It was his second day on the team. <laughs> um, and uh, I think everyone reaches a point of overwhelmment. Overwhelmment? Overwhelmment uh, sometimes. And that was mine. Yeah. I, my, we got there in that meeting, and I have certainly led meetings before. <laughs> And I have, I, I have never in my, I have not in my recent career felt so unprepared, so overwhelmed as I was that day. Um, and yeah. And I think that's a thing that happens to people. For sure. Based on the fact that I'm people and it <laughs> happened. Yeah. So I think it's worth talking about because we have to take that and then move forward from yeah. it. We don't get to just 
<laughs> decide that it was a failure, which why I think this discussion is important, especially to share with people, is I think that is a thing that happens, that you get into um, this process of change management, something becomes overwhelming, and uh, because you have other work, you have a day job yeah. to, be, to be doing, um, you decide that it's too much. Mm-hmm. And really good ideas, really great innovations, really exciting new uh, moves forward for your culture can get scrapped because someone feels overwhelmed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Deciding that it is too much is a pitfall, um, but also letting yourself believe that what you're doing isn't enough is another pitfall mm-hmm. too, you know? So, I mean, and this isn't me sugarcoating your experience or trying to say, oh, Sue, it's okay. Everything's nope. fine. It's I would be, okay. be fully willing to let you sugarcoat this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, let's, let's just boil it all the way down to everything, to the facts that you just laid out, right? Right. Hey, there was a note. Mm-hmm. People got an assignment. Mm-hmm. People had um, the information that they needed to prepare for the meeting and put some information into the note. True. And everybody did, except mm-hmm. for did you did you have something in the note beforehand? No, because yeah. I forgot the note existed. Right. I yeah, had yeah. notes. Right. But they were not in the right. note. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. I was like, I was like, I know that somebody didn't have their notes in the document, which was you, mm-hmm. um, but you did have notes and you just added them in the meeting. And right. So, um, so anyway, it's I guess all of that to say, it's not like you like didn't do anything. Right. It's just the circumstances definitely played out the way that you did, where hey, let's get this assignment out there, let's get this thing rolling, and then back to the day job. Right. And then things happen out of sight, out of mind, or whatever. So, um, of course, the more ideal scenario is you revisit that thing in whatever timely manner you need to so that you feel more prepared for the meeting and all that. And I'm sure that part of your feeling for this meeting was the fact that there was a new employee in the room, new, new teammate in the room, Um, you know, and you're making a first impression and all that stuff. And I can only, I I don't even have to imagine because I've been there. The feeling of like, maybe not, well, yeah, I mean, I think I had the feeling when I was new to this team and I had a whole bunch of new teammates or um, anytime that I've had a first meeting, um, either that I was leading or participating in with somebody that was newer on our team, like constantly worrying about like, yeah, what's this person think of me right now? Right. You know, because either I'm, clearly not as prepared as I should be or I'm, you know, hogging the microphone or, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, having to be uh, constantly, like, questioning yourself in your brain while you're already feeling, like, behind, overwhelmed, not right. prepared, like, it just, like, snowballs super easily, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to hear you talk about this and um, – to hear like how uh, dissatisfactory <laughs> <laughs> the experience was uh, because even though, I mean, I, I think I felt the same um, like uh, rush or um, uh, clunkiness about the meeting that day too, you know. Um, I think for similar reasons, like I, I was feeling the pressure of having a new teammate on the team and um, – the awkwardness of us 
talking about this thing that's a result of us being pretty deep into this process and he's mm-hmm. coming in like doesn't even have a copy of the book yet or maybe had the copy of the book but hadn't even opened the cover. So, you know, just the weirdness of all that too. Like he doesn't even know what we're talking about right now, you know. Right. But also like guess what? Everybody like teammates are going to join uh, not at the perfect start and finish of everything that's happening on your team. So like you just got to deal with them, some of that. It's going to feel weird. I don't know. It's weird. But it, but, it, <laughs> but it, it can, like I say, kind of snowball some of the other feelings that mm-hmm. might happen as a result of the other circumstances or reason that it didn't feel good. So anyway, I'm definitely rambling now. Um, I think that some of this is just natural in like everyday work life and maybe some of the things that were happening. Um, but also, uh, yeah, maybe a, uh, factor or result of being overwhelmed too. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I am, I am confidently applying that label of it being a factor of overwhelmment. Mm -hmm. Uh, because that is how I, that's how I felt at the moment, you know? Yeah. And, um, we, I think the more important thing really, aside from how I feel about how something's going, uh, is I know that we had projects and things on the team that the team was working on that was also, that was causing them overwhelm, mm-hmm. right? So I can't, you know, to walk into that meeting and know I can't get my stuff together. Um, and also I, what I'm doing is expecting other people to be able to be here and focused and present and in the moment. And I can't do it right now. Yeah. yeah. So that, first of all, not fair to ask other people necessary. And I can see the look on your face and fair (laughs) is a relative term. And you know, what, what does fair mean? But to know, to know what some of those circumstances were, uh, we, and we always, I'm making lots of excuses. It's fun to make excuses. Uh, (laughs) No, um, we one of the things that we do is try to we do our best mm-hmm. to get in person things that work well in person scheduled when we can yeah and scheduling is always a bear yeah when we want to get anything sort of outside of our regularly reoccurring meetings scheduled uh so we, I think we, and not just we, everyone in the universe who has to schedule meetings with a team, you're always trying to do your best to get it to fit in. Mm-hmm. And it can be incredibly challenging to not, to not let meetings be the thing that overwhelms you, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, forget about all of the work that you still have to do when you're not having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it had this really perfect storm feeling for me. Like the end, uh, and even still, even though I made that topic of this episode, it's not about dwelling on it. It's about saying, um, 
I am not going to, for the purposes of what we're doing this year with this part of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, I had consideration of like, well, how can I, before we record this next podcast, how can I salvage that? Mm. How can I fix that so that I am, so that I'm changing the narrative behind the scenes sure. and we can talk about what, you know, why that was so wildly successful. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had to put the brakes on that and say, it, you know, it is more useful to break down what happened, what were the contributing factors, and what, what do you do moving forward? Yeah. And have that be the transparency we offer. Right. Because, yeah, because as I believe we agree, it happens to everybody. Right, for sure. Yeah. And any teams that might pursue a similar path, whether it's under the guidance or structure of the book that we've been using or um, just their own kind of change management program or whatever, uh, I'd be willing to bet more than half of them are going to experience what we're experiencing and, you know, uh, less, much less are probably going to feel like, oh, that went exactly as I planned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I, I mean, I think aspects of what we've done have gone to plan and have gone mm-hmm. well, um, and some not so much. And that'll be right. a bit more general experience of people, right? Like some things will go really well, some won't. Some things are going to take a lot more energy. Some are going to feel natural. Part of the process, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. One might say, trust the process. Soon. One might. Uh, yes. But. You know, so as as much as it felt weird and clunky and um, maybe disappointing, not to put words in your mouth, but I, I still do feel like good stuff came out of that quick hitter, mm-hmm. fast, clunky, disappointing meeting. You know, I mean, <laughs> um, we everybody brought something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really nice like mix of format. Like some people, these were so performance expectations, right? right? Some people's were just like a list of seven of them and each one was two or three words. Others had, you know, a kind of like a title and then a big description and then everything in between, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of cool to see like how the team thought of putting performance expe- expectations into words and how it just was so different. And then I guess along with that, too, the um, expectations themselves that people brought, I thought it was interesting to see how there were a lot of similarities, but there were also plenty of um, differences. And I think that at quick, uh, trying to quickly recollect what everyone said, I feel like a lot of the differences were a result of people's different roles. Mm -hmm. So... um, like designers would talk about an expectation being open and willing to take feedback, you know, and not that you and I aren't open and willing to take right. feedback, but also like our role is more providing direction and um, at least, you know, in, a, in our team, right. right. We're more, more often providing direction and less um, I don't want to say concerned, but just our, our day is less about taking feedback and more about providing direction. So I could see why our list maybe didn't include something like mm-hmm. that. That's, you know, clearly a, uh, an everyday part of, or should be an everyday part of a designer's role. And right. for them to know uh, that that's an expectation and that they need to get better at it and, you know, constantly be working at that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting as just one example. I think that there were other things that came out in the lists that, um, you know, it's like, oh, you wrote that because that's what you do every day. Or um, you know that if that was something that you could hold yourself to a certain standard, you you would probably perform better and people would look at your achievement of your job right. better and all that stuff. So it was cool. I thought that we learned a lot even in that really short amount mm-hmm. of time. So. Yeah, that that one, that's an interesting one to point out because it really is a reflection that uh, maybe I didn't think, I didn't think to say that because I am accustomed to people on the team taking, being, uh, forced is not the right word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, it's not, it's obligatory for them to take my feedback. So. I don't, I don't have to ask people yeah. to take my feedback. Right, right. And neither do you. Yeah. Now, how they, their openness to it right. is another part of that conversation. Openness to it, interpretation of it, right. attitude toward it, mm-hmm. all of those things, you know. And yeah. I don't want to make it sound so easy because, you know, somebody maybe directly reports to you, but that might be the easiest form of feedback to take because it's, Kind of simple, right. a little black and white. Like, well, I report to them. They're telling me to do this thing. I will do this thing. It's my job. Right. And I think I can say that and say with some truth that our team uh, operates that way while also still living in a reality where we know that we're encouraging them to push back when they disagree mm-hmm. or um, or have another idea or a different direction, right? right? So they don't just blindly take orders or anything like that. But yeah. I think when it becomes really challenging and I think I'm happy to know that people on the team are considering, uh, you know, the opportunity to take feedback differently or um, in a better way or whatever. Uh, it's I'm happy to um, know that because um, I think that this is a really important life skill Mm-hmm. And not everybody that they're going to get feedback from is somebody that they directly report to. Uh, so it won't always be that simple. It won't always be a black and white direct order kind of thing, you know. Right. So whether people are open to hearing their ideas uh, for how to do things differently or to push back a little bit, um, to know that um, being open to feedback, taking feedback uh, is something that they want to work on is is cool. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. it was. I don't, I don't mean to like get stuck on one bullet point because <laughs> right. it was a big list, but um, just a cool example, I think, to dive into a little bit to help tell the story today. So, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to the point that it was a big list, I one of the things that I was surprised about was how sort of dissimilar things were. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, and that, of course, led to some of that overwhelmment to look at that and think, like, how are we going to categorize things in a way that's satisfactory to everyone? Right. Because yeah. I do think, I think a place that we could misstep with this is to say, um, put every, bring everybody in a room, have that whole list in front of us, and start to say, this one is similar enough to that one, we're going to combine them. Right. And especially knowing some of the personalities on our team where they might say, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it not be, it's very not okay. Right. It does not, that's not what they meant at all. But yeah. because they are sort of conflict avoidant, they will, you know, 
just tuck that one away until. <laughs> right. And yeah. the result is something that neither person really believes in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so a good call, something that we'll have to be really mindful of as we solidify that and mm-hmm. determine our list. And also, as much as I um, don't want to um, get to a list where there's a whole bunch of compromise and all of a sudden these don't really mean anything to anyone because they're so different or so commingled, mm-hmm. um, I do think that there will be some version of a list where some things might not be everybody's top priority or something that Mm -hmm. directly speaks to them or some people might feel like well gosh darn I'm really I'm really good at that already I do that really well um that might all of that might be okay there's four other things on the list that you can work on and at the end of the day we came to this list together as a team and these are the expectations that we're going to hold ourselves to and because it's what our team needs right now right know, and I hope that um, you know, this is something that kind of gets woven into our culture that in a way that I don't know when, but at some point we'll come back to them and be like, Hey, are these valid? You know, mm-hmm. is there other stuff that we need to work on new things? Right. We need to modify some, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think important to know, you know, you, you point out maybe this possibility that people look at it and say, well, I'm, I'm already doing all of that. Yeah. Um, not everything has to be a stretch goal. Right. Yeah. If, if you, you know, some of us are adept at interpersonal communication and some of us are not. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if you tend to be adept at uh, working in teams and good interpersonal communication and have some of those uh, really excellent habits, then these are just reinforcing that you're doing the right thing. Right. And we don't, you don't have to fight yeah. to do it. Yeah. Other people are not, you know, not everyone's at, on the same page with every, every interpersonal skill. And mm-hmm. um, for some of us, we need more help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So take it as a compliment, you mm-hmm. jerk. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, take that reinforcement and in that, hopefully uh, see that you can still play a role in building others up and helping others get to the level that you might be or whatever. Right. So, so we definitely need to like listen back to this episode before we (laughs) like take the next step or roll, uh, roll this out to the team. Right. Cause I think we've left ourselves some good guidance for maybe some potential missteps or things Mm -hmm. we need to make sure we do, but for sure. So let me ask you, I know that I, I get to a point of overwhelmment. First of all, using the word overwhelmment has <laughs> overwhelmed overwhelming. me. <laughs> but I, I know that I get there. And, um, and whether, it is, uh, whether it is by virtue of my uniquely neuroatypical brain or what it is, right? Um, doesn't matter. I for sure get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Tell me more about that. (laughs) Say more words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm human as well. Um, I definitely. Prove it. Yeah. (laughs) Let me see some blood, Bauer. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, I definitely do. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I, I 
surprise, surprise, I, you know, <laughs> look at like the, the positive aspects of feeling overwhelmed and kind of like lean into the blessings of being overwhelmed. Not to say I don't have dark days or, you know, come home and like my family can tell like, oh, he's dealing with some stuff, you know, I mean, um, for sure. Uh, so like, and so like two things, um, usually happen for me. One, I go quiet. Uh, if I'm overwhelmed, I just kind of like shut down a little bit, um, mm -hmm. block myself off. Um, and I don't think that very often that is because of uh, like anger or um, some sort of like resentment or anything where, you know, I'm like steaming behind a closed door or anything like that. Um, I think it's mostly because I, I need to process myself a little bit mm -hmm. and like process the overwhelming and get myself to a place where I can like truly see the, the good in it, um, which I you know, you know me, Sue, I don't like to say always too much, but, um, like I do feel like there is always, I'll even correct myself and say almost always, um, some good in that feeling of, of being overwhelmed. Cause you, I mean, you really are kind of presented with a couple of opportunities there. It's like one, you're overwhelmed because you have, I mean, let's be real. Like a lot of the times when we're overwhelmed, it's because we have so much kick-ass stuff happening in our lives, right? right? Like we're busy at work. Our kids are pulling us everywhere. We have kids. Our kids are active and able to do stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a family reunion coming up and, you know, whatever, like all these things. You know, I have family to go see, you know, so for like many of us, like overwhelming, and I would say more than we even have the ability to recognize because it's easy to get stuck in the feeling of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like many of us are overwhelmed because of all the good that right. happens in our lives. Now, of course, we we know it rains, it pours, and, you know, we can definitely be overwhelmed by a lot of crappy stuff happening at the same time too, you know, big heavy stuff like death, um, sometimes the fender bender, you know, like all that stuff. But, you know, even then, like, <laughs> here I go, like, I got a fender bender because I have a car because I can go to work, Right. you know? And right. so I think that, you know, sometimes it is maybe a perspective or attitude shift for sure. And I know that that's, you know, not easy for everyone. And I also know that I probably am on the side of like sugarcoating, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah, I have a car. So I got in an accident. Best day ever. You know, like, I, <laughs> you know, I know that there's a level of that. Nobody that also, likes yeah. that guy. <laughs> I also know that there's a level of that that's unhealthy. I, you know, I, I, I'm aware. Um, but also I think, um, like to, to feel the pain mm -hmm. and recognize the blessing that comes with it is important. And um, I think that that can help overwhelmed feel like a full bucket. And, right. you know, there's a, I don't know, maybe they're the same thing, maybe they're different. But the other opportunity that you get is you get an opportunity to like kind of reality check, cut some stuff, you know, like maybe I'm overwhelmed because, um, I've said yes to too many things and two of them I don't really care about. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's time to say no to something, you know? Right. Um, and I think that, you know, thinking of things like, I don't know, volunteer opportunities in life or, you know, maybe things that you've signed your kids up for that like, you know, they don't really enjoy it. They've even told you they don't. Well, maybe it's time to look at that thing and say, well, all right, it's time to cut that. You know, whatever. I'm diving down into specific examples. But um, I think that 
an opportunity to give a healthy no to something is a really positive result of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. In our work, um, I think we have that opportunity more often than we like to recognize. I should say I like to recognize because I know uh, the team is definitely one that checks me on like, well, how are we going to do that? Um, you know, and, and we're, we're small and scrappy and start up and hungry and, you know, trying to build a business here. So, you know, if I think I slash we are going to lean on the mm -hmm. side of well, like, Hey, that's the mode of the business that we're in right now. We gotta, we gotta grow and we gotta stretch ourselves a little bit, but man, we gotta, you know, always be cognizant of how people are feeling and doing and, and also what we can deliver on. Right. So, right. um, so I, man, I, I certainly, um, will own and recognize the fact that, um, you know, we could definitely be better at giving some healthy no's, whether it's internal stuff that we have to say no to, to just make some time to, um, be a little scrappy and grow some client work or whatever, or, um, you know, who knows, maybe even the other way around, like, Hey, there's some internal stuff that we got to take care of. Um, and we have to dedicate some time to, to grow our business the way that we want. And that might mean not being able to do some work for some people too, you know, so, uh, some combination of all that is probably something that, um, you know, we, not probably something we should be a bit more mindful of and, um, you know, come to the, um, come to a, a comfortable place where we can give a no that's mindful, healthy, right. considerate, and not just no for the sake of, oh, we know we're too busy, so can't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you used the word stretch because as you are talking and as I am, you know, now now that we're having this conversation, this is my, so thank you for being uh part of the solution. Uh, <laughs> this, like, this was my watershed moment of now, how am I pivoting to move on to the next thing? Um, it, you know, I think there is a way in which being overwhelmed is like working a muscle. And if you can, if you can work a muscle just the right amount that you are stretching it, you're getting more blood to it, you mm -hmm. are moving it, but you don't overwork it so that you pull it. Right. right. Then you're right in that sweet spot. And I think there is a certain amount of overwhelmment that is expanding your brain, right? Yeah. It is basically setting you up for success the next time when you can look back and say, oh, well, that sort of set of circumstances happened to me before. And I 100% survived it. Yeah. And I learned lessons from it. And so now that exact same thing can happen to me. And I know I will do the same thing. I will have, I can apply the lessons I've learned. I can move forward with it. And uh, now it's going to take more mm -hmm. to overwhelm me. Yeah. You're going to have to keep pushing me <laughs> yeah. to, um, to get me to that breaking point again. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Right. But like. Yeah. Well. Uh, like do better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like remember Forrest Gump, like Captain Dan on top of the boat and saying, is that all you got? <laughs> uh, first off, he was lieutenant. So lieutenant let's Dan. get his uh, so position sorry. right. So sorry. Be yeah. that guy. Will you? Will you be that guy? <laughs> you know about my respect for the uh, chain of command. <laughs> 
especially involving Gary Sinise. Right, exactly. Specifically yeah. involving Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you mentioned the sweet spot, and yeah, I think the only way to find it is to go past it every now and then, you mm-hmm. know, and I guess in the same breath to be a little short of it every now and then too. Right. You know, I mean, both of those things are necessary to find it. And if you're growing as a person, growing as an organization, a professional, blah, 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 um, like <laughs> you're going to, you're going to always, you know, that, that sweet spot's always going to be moving. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Well, and. That doesn't make it easy, any easier. <laughs> right. And it's not just moving because of conditions professionally. It's moving because of yeah. your health in the particular moment, your, you know, your personal relationships, the weather, the economy, yeah. you know, you name it. 100%. It, it makes that, it makes all of that. And maybe your tolerance shrinks one day um, because of outside factors that you can't control. Right. And to be able to start to mindfully understand, oh, like today's not the day and I'm not your girl. You need to, (laughs) you need to back off, you know, back yourself down because today the thing that you are going to present me with not happening Yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. You know, right. Or in the future sometime, but to, to be able to have the, have a frame of reference to say no in a mindful way and, uh, still maintain a relationship yeah. with the people you're saying no to. Right. Yeah. This whole conversation, I'm, I'm excited to go back to our list and kind of like the draft performance expectations that we have because they kind of have been the, or that, that exercise, that meeting has been the inspiration for this whole episode and this whole topic of over being overwhelmed and, um, it sounds like both of us are comfortable with a certain level of it or understand the importance of it and, you know, the healthiness of stretching yourself and the, maybe the challenge and the growth that comes with finding the sweet spot and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if there was anything about stretching yourself or mm. like um, the benefits of overwhelmment on that list, you know, so. Right. I feel yeah. like this conversation is um, maybe more relevant to you and I just in our roles, but also like everybody on the team feels this and experiences it in one way, shape, or form, you know? So, um, yeah. Anyway, all this to say maybe it's something that we should expect of our teams to right. handle overwhelmment, to always stretch, stretch, not stress yourself, <laughs> stretch yourself. Um, in a healthy way and, you know, all those things. So we should yeah. workshop that a little bit. Yeah. That, you know what, that is, that's interesting because I think that people innately seek comfort, right? And if you are, you know, the challenge of this particular task was to essentially say, tell us the conditions in which people will be working so that our team is functioning, mm-hmm. right? right. Yeah. And so most people, and even I don't, I don't think I put anything on my list that said like, I don't know, no pain, no gain, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I think people are going to naturally gravitate to here are the things that if everyone else 
does these things or if I do these things, I'm most comfortable here rather than a performance expectation being sometimes expect to be uncomfortable right. yeah, and then support each other when we're feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. And if I think if we, because that is a truth in every job I've had. Yeah. Um, and you can be uncomfortable and the organization, the culture, the climate, everything can still be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think some people have a base assumption that if you are uncomfortable in something, that there's something wrong. Sure. Which right. yeah. is not necessarily true. Right. Could be. Could be true. Could be. Could be true. Yeah. But also, you know, it could just be a moment of stretching and being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, that you need to grow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such great advice we have. Ah, so good. If only we had followed it. Right. <laughs> Low these two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I threw quick bullet points of insights that I wanted to make sure we said out loud. We've talked about uh, at least one of them, which is overwhelm is not an, is a normal part of the growth process. Right. When you are trying to build, to grow, to do something different, especially, uh, no, scrap that. Not especially. I was going to say, especially when you're going without sort of a established training thing, right? Where we're, we've been talking this whole year about we're building this plane as we're flying and we're figuring it out. Um, training, having a training schedule or whatever, change manage, management schedule doesn't change whether or not you're going to be overwhelmed. Doesn't. Right. Doesn't fix that. Yeah. Um, it would eliminate one factor <laughs> in your overwhelmness, which is you might have a manual you can look at. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, it's a normal part of growth. Yeah. You are going to feel, and I certainly have felt that way in a lot, not, not overwhelmed to the point of shutting down. Like this was for me, but I have certainly felt that like over the overwhelming feeling of what's going to happen. How are people going to react? How are we going to, how are we going to turn that to the benefit of the team? You know, that kind of overwhelm feeling throughout the whole process. So you should, yeah, you should be a little bit like life is scary. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. Right. Life is scary and unpredictable, and if you are never feeling stretched or overwhelmed or stressed, then you're living in a pretty safe, overly comfortable, possibly yeah. coddled yeah. kind of spot. Yeah. I'm grinning because there's, I don't know who said it, there's a race car driver that uh, is famous for a quote. I'll, I'll look it up as soon as we're done here. Hey. Uh, something like, um, if you're... If you feel like you're in in control, you're not going fast enough. Yeah. You know, and I think it kind of applies to what we're talking about, you know, like kind of got to just be a tad out of control if you really want to go, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that, that sort of attitude, especially in the business that we're in, that having that 
having the knowledge that you are going to have to outdrive your headlights mm. uh, means that you have to get ahead. That's how you get ahead of other right. people. Right. You don't. You don't get ahead by saying, "Oh, what did they do? And what did they do? And we're parallel now, and I'm right. going to do exactly the same thing." Yeah. You have to sort of push forward into that darkness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Bullet point number two. Overwhelm does not equal failure. I don't, and even as self-deprecating as I have been about this situation, <laughs> I don't actually see it as a failure because a failure to me is the end of a process. You're done. You have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly in this situation, we're not at the end of the process. Yeah. And... This is my reminder to encourage people. uh, If you are still here, (laughs) if you haven't gotten to the end of any part of a journey, you haven't failed yet. Yeah. uh, Because there, there is a next step you can take. It might not have, it might have been a no good, very bad day, but it's not equivalent to failure. Yeah. Unless you, I guess, unless you let it be. Sure. Right. Yeah. And we've had plenty of, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? We've had plenty of opportunity throughout this process to look back and be like, should have done that differently. Mm Should have done this altogether or should have done this instead of that. Um, maybe there was failure in those moments, but they don't feel like it because we acknowledge it, learn from it. And right. here we are, you know, it, I suppose they all could have been much easier to identify as failures if we'd quit, like you said, you know, if, it, mm-hmm. if we would have just stopped there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I wonder if our, if our, uh, if what we do for a living makes that feeling of saying, oh, that didn't work. We did the next thing and moved on yeah. that much easier. Right. Because that is part of the creative process (laughs) for sure. And you forever are going to look at something, even something that you think like that was the best I could do at that time. You're going to look back at it and say, Ooh, but I shouldn't have done that. Even something that went well, you know, where, and everybody else thinks it went well. Like we can look back on plenty of those kind of things too and be like, yeah, if we had only, or if we had done this too or whatever. So, yeah. So we're uniquely positioned to be able to not see things along the process as failure right? and stop there because it's just, it's part of what Can't. we do every single day. Right. So encouragement, if you are not a marketer or in the creative space, if you're an accountant, uh, same thing still applies to you. It's yeah. still not a failure. Right. It is, uh, it's learning and it's growing. Yeah. And it's good for you. Just like coffee. Just like Wheaties. Just like Wheaties. Yeah, either one. Um, And final thought, and this is, I think, what we are definitely doing today is that the important thing about overwhelm is when you can step out of it to examine and address the factors that delayed your progress. Because that, you know, in every, in every way, that's, all this is. It was a factor that delayed progress. It was not uh, not the end of the world, as you were so fond of saying. <laughs> Nobody died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And if we can, just like anything else, if we can examine what those factors were, we change them next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've used this concept or this picture in our brains of like strengthening a muscle um, as we've talked about this today. And I think like another muscle or maybe something that contributes to the muscle being stronger is the ability to like recognize the feeling mm-hmm. of being overwhelmed and um, and then dealing with it. I, I don't want, I don't mean like deal with it, kid, like deal with it like that, but you know, <laughs> Rub some dirt yeah, in it. yeah, walk it off. <laughs> doing something about it, I guess is really what I'm saying. And also not doing some things about it. Like don't let your relationships suffer because of mm-hmm. it. You know, even though some of those relationships might be <laughs> contributing to the overwhelmment, you know, but, um, you know, I think the first step just recognizing like, whew, I'm feeling away right now, mm-hmm. you know, and like take that deep breath and, you know, recognize the good in it, recognize the change you might be able to make, things that you can change um, and like love the people around you that can help you get out of it, even if they're part of the problem, you know, because also like you're probably going to need some help from them too to get out of it. Like you might be able to change your behavior or change something that you're doing, but if someone's contributing to the problem and they don't change what they're doing, well, probably going to be back there real quick. So that is, you know, I'm going to try and form a sentence here. Um, Why start now? Uh, (laughs) That is such a core thing to talk about when we're talking about accountable teams, because it is another thing that came into my mind that part of the overwhelm when we're getting into trying some of these things is for me, this feeling of having the rest of the team say, well, prove to us this is going to work. So make this, why can't you, and nobody's saying that out loud. Right. (laughs) And I acknowledge that. And some people might not even be thinking it. Right, right, right. Um, But that's what, that's certainly what I hear in my head Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, make, make this make sense to us. And that's your responsibility to do it. Yeah. Um, If that is actually the case, if you are overwhelmed by a team who is doing that to you, especially if they express it out loud, like, no, you didn't do that well. You need to do it better and make us understand it. Um, Then it is a really good time to think about accountability because I can explain something to you. I can't make you understand it. All I can do is present you the information that I have. And um, then we have to have a dialogue. Yeah. So if there is no dialogue, if it is all this expectation that you as the leader are going to come in here, make all of this make sense, and if you don't, then nothing happens, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that, that is a key discussion about accountability on that team. Yeah. I, again, I am not saying this is our team. Yeah, right. And this <laughs> is all my own, uh, my own internal demons. <laughs> but but they're real yeah yeah do you have any other final thoughts i don't i thought i just crushed my closing thoughts uh you did and earlier, then i jumped so. on them yeah no it's good danced all over them you, and nah, you just made them better it's all good <laughs> no um I, I really don't have anything um 
to like put a nice neat button on everything mm-hmm. we've talked about today, but I will close or maybe my final thought will be thanking you for like the vulnerability to talk about an experience that probably isn't awesome to talk about, especially when we're hitting record and yeah, all that. But um, that takes courage, you know, to like look back on something that, you know, didn't go awesome and you feel accountability for and ownership of and to dissect it a little bit. Not always easy. So nice job. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Someday you're going to be really sick of me doing this. <laughs> so far you've been very good Someday. about it. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think it wears out. It wears on you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ask my husband. He'll I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he and I have been talking. He's given me some great pointers. <laughs> like, like he said to you, Ben, when she says, I just think it's interesting. <laughs> She does not think yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, listener, uh, staying with us on this journey. We appreciate you um, listening to this episode. And even when we are, when at least one of us is not at their best, <laughs> being here to support us. Keep coming back to hear more. We have one episode left for this year. Oh, man. I didn't realize that. We right? We more. have one more like this. One more like this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I have ideas on what that last episode will be. Cool. You can always follow us on social media if you want to find out what that last episode will be. Or you can get in touch with us at our website, exclamationcuso.com. Awesome. Thanks, Sue. Thanks again, friends, for tuning in. Be awesome and see you next time. The Osmology Podcast is a production of Exclamation Services. Thanks to Nick Mulliver for sound production and Kylie Ganther for our cover artwork. Executive producers are me, Ben Bauer, and my friend, Suzanne Campbell.